Hi everyone, welcome to this week's release of the 10-minute market update on the Real Market Talks podcast. If you're enjoying the episodes, please leave a like or follow on whichever app you use to get your podcasts. Let's get into it. The U.S. office market continues to face challenges due to a slow return to office, elevated interest rates, and a slowing economy. This has led to negative net absorption and a record high vacancy rate of 16.7%. The third quarter saw an additional negative 16.9 million square feet of office space, making it four consecutive quarters of negative absorption, totaling over 70 million square feet. Some metro markets like Dallas-Fort Worth, Detroit, Raleigh-Durham, and South Florida have shown positive absorption, but in 12 markets, negative absorption exceeded 500,000 square feet in Q3 of 2023. San Francisco has reported the most significant occupancy losses for the second consecutive quarter. Despite the rise in vacancy rates, overall asking rents have been minimally impacted. Effective rents, which consider landlord concessions, have behaved more in line with market fundamentals. Many markets offer rent abatement and tenant improvement allowances to attract tenants. Office occupancy has surpassed 50% but most firms are adopting a hybrid working model with a minimum three days in the office per week. A continued rise in vacancy rates is expected in the future. The abundance of sublease space is adding pressure to landlords when leases expire, with discounts on sublease space compared to direct space. Repricing the sales sector is expected to affect leasing in 2024. The U.S. economy has grown more than 3% in the third quarter of 2023, but challenges lie ahead, including government funding, student loan repayments, and geopolitical tensions. Inflation remains elevated, and the labor market is showing positive signs, but the possibility of interest rate hikes still exists. The term RTO, which stands for return to office, may not have been part of our regular vocabulary, but it's gaining prominence in the business world. New in-office policies implemented in September have affected a million workers, leading to record attendance rates. From October to the end of the year, almost half a million more workers will face new office mandates. It's a significant shift from earlier days in the pandemic when remote work was more widespread. Currently, less than 26% of U.S. households have someone working remotely at least one day a week, down from 37% in early 2021. According to real estate firm JLL, remote work peaked in April 2020. It has gradually been declining since then, with fewer job postings for remote positions on platforms like LinkedIn. So what's on the horizon for RTO or return to office? Here are three key trends. First, office occupancy on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is approaching pre-pandemic levels. Second, hybrid work is here to stay, allowing employees flexibility. And third, workers are demanding higher quality office spaces with amenities like food, patios, and even juice bars becoming common. The workplace of tomorrow is expected to feature collaborative spaces balancing we space with me space, as companies strive to create environments that cater both to productivity and social interaction. With President Biden's call for federal workers to return to office this fall, and over a dozen agencies following suit with new policies, the dynamics of work are rapidly evolving. As we navigate these changes, it's clear that the office landscape is shifting, and businesses are adapting to meet the demands of the new era of work. 
The conversion of vacant office spaces into residential apartments is facing mounting obstacles. Last year, only 3,575 apartment units were successfully transformed from office real estate in the United States, a figure representing less than 1% of all new apartments constructed during that year. One of the key challenges faced by cities attempting these conversions is the struggle to secure adequate financing. The stagnating rental market and other financial constraints are impeding efforts to breathe new life into these empty office buildings. Developers are encountering difficulties in securing funding, particularly as construction loans have become significantly more expensive compared to 18 months ago. Many banks are increasingly cautious about extending development loans, and this hesitance is contributing to stalled conversion projects. The rising interest rates associated with these loans have added substantial costs to these endeavors, making them less financially attractive to investors. Additionally, the process of obtaining the necessary permits for office-to-apartment conversions can be excessively time-consuming, taking years in some cases. This extended approval timeline, coupled with higher interest rates, creates a financial burden as developers often have to make debt payments while awaiting approval. These factors, combined with the inherent complexities of office conversions, have the potential to derail projects entirely. Moreover, the physical transformation of office spaces into livable apartments often involves major interior demolition, extensive plumbing work, and the resolution of environmental issues such as asbestos abatement and lead paint removal, especially in older buildings. The logistics of moving construction materials through densely populated city centers and narrow doorways adds further to the already substantial costs. As one architect, Stephen Painter, noted, it's akin to building a ship inside of a bottle. Nevertheless, when developers manage to acquire office buildings at a sufficiently low cost, these conversions can still be profitable, even in the face of higher interest rates. However, some large-scale projects have encountered serious setbacks, with at least two of them now facing foreclosure. Developers of One Camelback, a 200,000 square foot office building in central Phoenix, had plans to convert it into one of the city's most luxurious rental apartment properties, advertising apartments at $8,000 per month with breathtaking views. However, the developers defaulted on a $70 million loan and the project's lender has initiated foreclosure proceedings. While the federal and local governments are trying to incentivize office-to-apartment conversions through grants and tax incentives, some housing analysts question whether these conversions can ever make a significant dent in the U.S. housing shortage without substantial government subsidies. As a potential alternative, some experts suggest exploring other property types for housing conversions. For instance, converting 10% of existing strip retail spaces into low and medium density housing could yield more than 700,000 housing units according to a report by Enterprise, an affordable housing nonprofit. In some cases, it might be more feasible to acquire and rebuild from scratch, rather than wrestle with the complexities and costs of office conversions, especially for smaller buildings. The endeavor to transform vacant office spaces into residential apartments faces a myriad of challenges, from financing and permitting delays to escalating construction costs. While some cities and governments are trying to stimulate this conversion trend, the inherent difficulties are prompting discussions about the viability of alternative property types for addressing housing shortages in the U.S. The real estate industry is witnessing a significant shift, with newer buildings increasingly outpacing older stock. This trend is propelled by companies seeking sustainably designed spaces and top-notch amenities. 
Despite a 20 basis point increase in the global office vacancy rate to 14.5% in the third quarter of 2022, high quality office spaces are proving to be resilient. In the US, newer offices have maintained steady occupancy while older buildings are experiencing higher vacancies. Companies' choices are influenced by their carbon net zero goals and the changing preferences of a new generation of workers. Sustainability and sustainability credentials are becoming key factors in their decisions. This shift towards quality offices is not limited to the US. Similar trends are observed in international markets, such as Hong Kong and Australia, where sustainability-focused high-grade office spaces are gaining popularity among tenants. While the demand for livable buildings is on the rise, there is a challenge in retrofitting existing structures to meet decarbonization targets. The costs involved can be a significant barrier, particularly for buildings where the expenses outweigh the potential value. The real estate landscape is evolving as sustainability takes center stage, reshaping how companies select office spaces and highlighting the importance of retrofitting existing buildings to meet evolving demands. This transformation presents both opportunities and challenges for building owners and investors. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next Real Market Talks.